Welcome back, listeners, to another exciting episode of Bills and Beers, the Buffalo Bills podcast. Hear from a bunch of people who used to watch Bills games together in Chicago, Illinois. The Buffalo Bills are AFC East champions for the first time in 25 years. Let's cut right to the chase. It was a beatdown in the Mile High City today. I'm Lars from just outside Philly. I'm coming today from Bills Nation, though. The southern, the southern fringes of Bills Nation down here in Erie, Pennsylvania. Up there in Bruce City, USA, Milwaukee, Wisconsin, Buffalo. Bill Nichols is with us. Loving it, guys. Champs. Down there in Austin, Texas, Jam and Jeff Day joined the pod tonight. With authority. And out there in Colorado, though not at the game, would have been at the game, but, you know, pandemic and all, the lovely Miss Cassie Hutton is with us tonight. Never in doubt that we were going to win that game. And the honorific president of the Bills Backers of Chicago, Sujit, also with us tonight. Honorific, pifferific, pimperific, I got all of it. Woo woo! Find us wherever you find your podcast. Tell your friends, tell your neighbors, tell your loved ones, tell everybody you know in Bills Nation how you found us, gang. We're not going to waste any time tonight, and we're going to jump into... This historic Buffalo Bills win. Amen. Everybody shut up and go Bills! Yeah! We got the spirit. Just watch it happen now. So the final score in this one was 48 to 19. If ever there was a question of two different classes of the NFL and which one the Buffalo Bills were a part of, I think today's game put those to rest. The Bills moved the ball, scored the ball at will. It was a full, full team effort with the exception of the Andre Roberts fumble, which I'm sure we'll get to in a second here, but it wasn't all pretty. We will get to all the fun stuff. Cass, we'll start with you because we didn't hear from you last week. Your Jenny Cremel bummer of today's game. I don't have the exact stats to it, but red zone penalties. Jesus Ooh. Christ. Like, <laughs> well, what was that? No penalties between, you know, within, within, you know, the regular playing field. But as soon as we get to the red zone, let's have three penalties in a row. Let's go back 30 yards. Granted, our offense can overcome that, and we do have the ability to score. But, guys, let's not put ourselves in that position where we go back 30 yards in the red zone. Well, geez, Cassie, Cassie I, I'm, I'm happy to step in front of that bus for you uh, because, with, without exaggeration now, illegal formation penalties have now cost me $2,000 <laughs> in, in betting this year, including $1,100 today. <laughs> In a three-way parlay, defensive touchdowns, Dawson Knox touchdown, and an Isaiah McKenzie touchdown. Well, I got two of them, had the third in my pocket, and it came back because a fi- a $5 bet to win $1,100 called back because of an illegal formation. So I'm going to take your red zone penalties, and I'm going to give it the double cream ale plus 1,100 more cream ales for now for the rest of eternity. Be- Bill, Jeff, Whoever, somebody else, somebody else stopped me from spitting all over my microphone. I'll give it to Andre Roberts. You know, you guys, you guys know my my disdain for that guy. 
So, well, yeah. Okay, congratulations. 31-yard return, and because you returned the ball five yards into our end zone and brought the ball back to our, you know, 20-24, whatever the math is. Bill, uh, Bill, Bill hold on, hold on. How is Bill getting – so I got roasted all season for – not being satisfied with Andre Roberts and complaining all, but somehow Bill was sitting there hating on Andre Roberts oh, under yeah, the yeah, radar, man. and y'all didn't say anything. Yeah, yeah. I just let you. I let you do the talking. I've, you know, you son of a bitch. Yeah. Well, you always do the and, talking. Of course, yeah, I know. I don't shut up. But the point is that I finally came on to loving Andre Roberts. I believe it was last week, yeah. right, that I gave Andre Roberts all this love, and that's what he. This is how he repays right. me. Right, that's true. Yeah, yeah. No, I've been. I, I've been on the same. Andre Roberts' arc of uh, you know love hate with him, but uh, it's it's definitely back to yeah. He piqued my interest, and I was like, I was willing to give you guys like, okay, fine, like yeah, I do recognize his value, but quite honestly, I just don't it's know. And, and again, guys, Here's- I say is it it was gonna happen at some point. Seriously, before every game, I would think to myself like Andre Roberts is probably going to fumble the ball, and it's gonna piss us off. I'm so glad that it came in this game and not during one of our playoff games. I'll, I'll say one thing is that the what we saw, though, was what it's like when we don't have Andre Robertson. So when Micah Hyde was returning punts, didn't didn't look that pretty. And now, granted, he doesn't practice it, but, yeah. but it, it didn't look good. Well, Bill, critiquing, uh, Bill, Bill critiquing Andre Roberts is like <clears> – <throat> it's, it's like my sister today with – I think 14 minutes of the fourth quarter texted something in the long lines of, um, oh, like Allen's pass to BZ was a little bit behind him. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's the, that's the equivalent right now. Like, like the guy who's pro bowl level reckless, return, like he's reckless. The guy who has secured the ball, maybe more securely than any punt or kickoff returner that Buffalo's had in 35 years. And he he has his one mistake. Granted, Bill, I, I think you're I think you are justified in naming him your LVP because who else is there to give it to? I mean that's that's the that's what you that's what you're looking well, at. Right it's now. your turn, so so let us know who else who else gets it. <laughs> I mean, it's my turn. I'm not giving it to anybody. I mean, who am I giving it to? The Bills just won the AFC East, baby. We are in. We're going. I'm looking at the only thing I'm giving the LVP is to is like maybe, you know, which airline's gonna get me my tickets to Buffalo? You know, is wow. is Southwest still no no middle seats? I don't know. I just need those tickets, baby. Governor Como, if you don't if you you're about to be my LVP, if you don't let me get into that game, baby. <laughs> I mean, but coming to you now, Sid. Fans are definitely breaking in, right? Oh yeah, oh yeah. Well, I think if nothing else, there's going to be a crowd of people outside the stadium, like the Bills fans. Yeah, but Bills there's going to be a mass spreader, right? Right? Yeah, it's going to be exactly. Um, but um, I I want to pick an LVP. Um, I'm trying to think of any moment I was annoyed during the game, and I think I'm going to give it to Mario Addison for not covering that one Drew Lock run around the outside. Oh. For not maintaining contain, since I didn't really talk about wow. maintaining contain. I, I mean, I mean, come <laughs> wow. on. I was. I. That's literally the only moment harsh, in bro. the game that I could remember that I was really displeased. Other than the stuff that's already been talked about, the red zone penalties and all that other stuff. Uh, oh, how about Suji. How about how about um, um, McDermott's inability to challenge? 
Yeah, there you go. There you go. That's right. I mean, not that it, it, it was consequential, but but he's just really but it, bad. He's at comically it. bad. Yeah. He's comically bad at it. I mean, shouldn't somebody have given it to Sujit for not having the ability to watch the game for like the first like? <laughs> Excuse seven me, minutes? I watched the entire game. I used all of the cellular data that I have rest for the rest of the year by watching it. And what is happening with okay, the you restrictions? Get, you get the Jenny Creamel for having not unlimited data too. Wait, what are you living in a no, shoe? No, no, I do. Have, I, I do. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. I have unlimited data. But what <laughs> I'm saying is that okay. So that's what I'm giving. I'm sorry. I can completely forgot about that. I'm giving my Jenny Creamel bummer to the annoyingness to which the world makes it to watch a bills game if you have sunday ticket you have the yahoo sports app and you have regular cable tv apparently at&t got into a fight with nfl network so nfl network doesn't show it right but i have direct ticket i'm supposed to be watching all the games unless it's on nationally broadcast tv right this bitch was not on nationally broadcast TV because not everybody has NFL Network. In fact, one of the major carriers doesn't have NFL Network. And here I am. So then I'm like, oh, but I can watch it on the Yahoo Sports app. So I turn it on, and the Yahoo Sports app has the audacity to say to me, you can only watch this on cellular, not on Wi-Fi. And I'm like, bitch, why? That doesn't make any sense. It's the same app. Why do you care what my internet connection is? And then I try and watch it on the Yahoo Sports app on my iPad, and that doesn't stream anything. So then I'm like, okay, fine. I will use all my cellular data, but let me just put it on my TV. And I, so I try to do the Apple Aircast to my Apple TV, and it says, this app does not allow you to Aircast to a TV. I'm like, what is happening? Why is it the only option I have to watch is on this little-ass screen? It doesn't make any goddamn sense. What the hoops? And I've got... I'm a, I paid $150 for three weeks of NFL Sunday ticket. Okay? I love how... I just, I'm I only going to watch two games on Sunday ticket for the $150. Two games. Because all the rest of the Bills games were nationally televised. <laughs> this game was supposed to be nationally televised. This game was not nationally televised. It was not available on DirecTV. It wasn't even available on Wi-Fi networks. Yeah, Earlier in this podcast, I, I compared uh, I compared Bill's Ooh, critique of Andre Roberts to to my sister's text cr- critiquing uh, uh, Alan's you know back shoulder pass. Al- Sujit Sujit like complaining about the Bill like being able to unable to watch Bill's primetime game. It's like when he complains about Yahoo Sports app. Like that's that's like any of us complaining that that we have like a CD player in the car and we can't play keep our skipping. favorite pop forty song. <laughs> Fucking thing keeps skipping. Yeah, it just keeps skipping. It's like Yahoo Sports app. I don't even know what that is. Yeah, that's the only way you could watch the game right now, Jeff. It's a goddamn good thing I have that. Well, ESPN this is what you get for signing up for Cricket NFL. Mobile. <laughs> it was AT and T. It's Uverse. They got a fight with NFL Network. That was an incredible. It was an incredible cricket special, Lars. You get you get cricket and the Yahoo app for fourteen dollars a year. Lars, Bill's over here. Bill's over here texting me, talking about sign up for the free trial on Fubo, and I'm like, go Fubo yourself. What is wrong with y'all? What is Fubo? Su- Suji, you probably could have watched it in Spanish. That that might have been an option. <laughs> That's probably what the I should have done. I brought, I, and I bet you the announcers would have been better. Yeah, for real. Yeah. 
Yeah, that Chaletta. for real. Yeah, Archuleta is <laughs> dude. Archuleta is so bad. Uh, okay. Hey. All right. Well, uh, moving on to what was good about the game. Um, Suge, we'll let, we'll let you just keep right on going. You're uh, the bad. Yeah, Actually, no. I'll just, all right, so, let me no. Um, let me do a primer here because I, I don't want to like. Ahead, oh yeah, and also that, and also that, and also that. So this is uh, first Bills. Uh, first, <laughs> first. I want to keep wanting to say Big East. First AFC East championship since 1995. Awesome. Okay. First first eleven win season since nineteen ninety nine. First four thousand yard passer since two thousand two. Diggs set and shattered an all time receptions record today. Uh, I don't know where he's at in in breaking the yards. A, they they messed it up on the broadcast, but the Bills also have set a team record for most players to catch a touchdown pass. They noted that Josh Allen has thrown to twelve players. Well, Josh Allen has also caught a touchdown pass. So he is the 13th bill this year wow. to catch a touchdown, which is an NFL all-time record. Wow. So here we go. We've been talking all year about how this is a, has been a superlative season. There are still two games to play and other records to knock down. Josh Allen's also the second quarterback since Jim Kelly to get 30 touchdowns in a season, not counting all of his rushing touchdowns, added two more today on top of the two he threw. They mentioned it on the telecast. Only Cam Newton has scored more rushing touchdowns in his first three years, and I think, I think Josh Allen's only three or four behind him. Again, with two games to play in his first three years, so you know I'm excited. This has been this was a lot of fun. It would have been a lot more fun if I had won more than a thousand dollars on a Isaiah McKenzie touchdown. But we're going to move beyond that. But at the same time, this was also inevitable. Today was a fun game. It was a it was a blowout. It was it was nice to watch our boys win in a big way, but it was also the culmination of what has been a truly dominant season. And we are one freak play away from being yeah. more or less solidified yeah. Yeah. as the AFC number two right now at twelve and two. So that, I wanted to give all that context before before we get into the details because because that was what was at stake today. All those things, all those boxes we checked. They said mm. before the game, this Bills team mm. knows what's up, but they got to come out and just they got to take care of business. And I, could you be any more confident in a Sean McDermott coached, Josh Allen led team to quote take care of business? Was there ever a doubt in your mind today that they were going to take care of business? Well, let me let me jump on there because I think it's kind of getting to what you're saying. Um, was there any doubt and all those other things? I, my Labatt Blue MVP, um, I don't know. Just, just watching some weird. It's weird. It's like like B porn. Sujit like listening to his answering porn. machine. Um, <clears throat> yeah. So um, the is is the future the future of this team right? And I know you know there was that big monologue. Sal loves to go on his monologues on this extra point show, doesn't he? Oh yeah. In yep. the beginning, I don't like them, but that's fine. But you know, about enjoy the moment, enjoy the moment, don't look to the future, just enjoy the moment. But I am actually really, really excited about the future of this team. Yeah. I mean, we're talking about a 4,000-yard season. Yeah. With three Ooh. games left. Wow. With three games left. Two, two games. Sorry, two games. Two games, left. Suj. Right. Two games yeah. left. And, you know, when, when Drew Bledsoe did that, right, we were like, wow, that's incredible, right? But we all knew he was not staying around for a long time he was at the end of his career you know he was in a perfect situation um 
and you know we had all these receivers and whatever that were not also not going to stick around, and then then it just kind of fizzled right because of because of Bills right, um, but here we are with a quarterback that's not even out of his rookie contract who's throwing for four thousand yards, and I think you know I want to talk about what my Jenny Cremel in that same vein my Jenny Cremel is multiplicity. Sorry, oh I'm sorry, my, my ten Lebat years in. Is that yeah. is that yeah, shut up? Is the multiplicities right? The multiplicities of the fact that this game we've been waiting for our offense and our movie. defense to all. Pl- I like I like pizza. No, we've been waiting. See, that's what, y'all say I take too long, but y'all keep interrupting me. Okay, I'm an old man, and when you interrupt an old person, they get confused. Okay. <laughs> So, Who is this Yahoo? No, but it's, it's, it's not that we had a, a th- 100 You were talking about Gattaca. Pressure. It's not that we had um, a 100-yard <laughs> receiver. It's that we had 200-yard receivers. It's that yeah. I, I think that we're close to a 100-yard rusher all in one game. And that's what we were waiting for. We were waiting to be actually able to put it all together and see what this team does when they play an average team when we put it all together. And the answer is we win by 50 points or whatever. Yeah, we blow their fucking doors off. Right. I mean, this is not us playing the Jets at the beginning of the season. We are so clearly a different team. We are so f- clearly a future-headed team. Fine. Go on. Shut up. I told you I'm confused and demented. Move on. So wh- who is Wait, your Who, who is, is your, your MVP? Right. <laughs> I already told you it's the future, asshole. Oh, it's the Y'all future. don't listen. <laughs> That's the problem. Y'all don't. I thought it was the listen. 1994 Michael Keaton comedy Multiplicity. Sujit <laughs> so is just he's taking the I would. field. Of I would the if if Kelly. Who's that one girl that with John Travolta, the Kelly? What's Kelly her name? Preston? Rest in oh, peace. Oh, she's so fine. She's I, she was. Passed. She was. She, I know, but she died. I bet you she looks good, Dad. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> oh boy, coming unhinged. It's coming to you now, Bill. You're the Bat Blue MVP of today's game. Yeah, I mean, I gotta give it to Josh, man. Um, he just yeah. is, he just does not disappoint. He is so he's so in command. Yep. It's like <clears throat> I don't care about completion percentage. I don't care about any of that. Just like his, care about it. Yeah, okay, I will care about it. But what I care yeah. about is him oh. being able to his his cadence. Yeah, right. But go ahead and care about his seventy percent completion percentage. Yeah, that's today. what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. True. Yeah. Truth. Truth. Uh, but I guess like I, the things the things that I care about like more are his development and his ability to. This isn't the first game where all season long he has been working on the way in which he the way in which he calls his plays and yeah whatever like his cadence is and he has drawn people offsides earlier this mm. year he's mm. he's waited you know i think he, i mean he's been built like essentially like he's been building up the way in which he he calls for the snap all year long and now he's able to change it in certain ways to throw off defenses and he's able to have a guy you know, be able to recognize where the blitz is just because of the way that. So then, he, and then he recognizes where the blitz is, and he can, you know, change change the play, or he just knows. And he, and as soon as he knows what the defense is, he can get the ball wherever he wants because his arm is freaking strong, and he's been accurate as hell. So it just it just looks like literally there's not a moment that is too big for him. He's calm and cool, and it's just it's it's he's he's awesome. Can we talk for a second about that throw to – I don't even know the Kumaro? guy's name. Kumaro. Jay Kumaro. Jay yeah. Kumaro. Yeah. That dart, that absolute on-a-rope throw across the middle. It's so good. 
And Bill, you're you're married to a Packers fan, so you you have some familiarity with Kumaro. You know, tell us a little bit about just what you thought about that play when he completed it. Well, the first thing I thought was it's white Jesus. That's what they used to call. That's yeah. what they used to call that guy. <laughs> so I don't think that vernacular has made it into uh, you know Bill's mafia, but I hope it does. Uh, hashtag white Jesus. But it was just great to see, man. And I and it's funny because I one of these weeks I wanted to take that if I was a better right, I would be I would be betting that Jay Kumaro was going to catch a pass over the past few weeks, um, because of the way that we're spreading the ball around, because of John Brown being out, because of us, I think being able to show the ability to do more things and Dable not wanting to show our hand, being able to get it to somebody else. And it, and it shows that it really doesn't matter. It doesn't matter who we have in the game there. Um, and we're going to find – like Josh is going to find a way to get it to him. So it is awesome. One, one of the great things at the end of that play, they showed the highlight of Josh walking away, and he points up at the he yeah, points up he, at the booth. What was he pointing at? He was pointing at Dayball. He was pointing at oh. Dayball saying, nice fucking play call. Nice. Like that was just a really cool thing to see, like that connection. I was wondering the what QB he was pointing the... at because he wasn't pointing at God. He wasn't pointing at. Like, no, a... no, it wasn't. At, the angle wasn't right for God. Right. <laughs> Josh, God no. <laughs> right. No, no, he was pointing at Dayball, saying like, "Great fucking play call," you know, like the the guy that no one would cover. So yeah, uh, yeah. So that's awesome. That's awesome. And one of you all had predicted as a joke a Kumaro touchdown. Was that Lars? Might have been. Or maybe maybe it was yeah, Bill. Might have been me. Maybe you just... Yeah. One of you had said, I was like, who the hell is that, right? And so, well, now I know. Coming to you now, Cass. Yeah. Um, Do it, Cass. Do I, it. I, I, I don't know if you guys are going to know. I'm, I'm going to go a little maybe out no. left field here. No, so, Cass, think the, about it. Who, who – Think about it and do it before you answer. Think about it. No, I'm not doing it. I'm not doing it. Not doing. I'll leave it for Lars. You know, I'm not. Cassie, it has been since 1995. You know what you need to do. All right, Jerry Hughes had a good play. (laughs) (laughs) That's all. That's all. Mute the rest of the conversation. Mute the rest of the conversation. I'm. I'm. I. Yes, I loved it. It was great. I was going crazy. I knew it was in Lars' bat. That was awesome. So, and I loved how he wasn't going down. Like there was no way he was going to fumble that ball three times before somebody brought him to the ground. Correct. But can I? My real Labat Blue is. The team that we have usurped in the AFC East is. That we what in the AFC East? The Patriots. Usurped, usurped, whatever. I might be saying it wrong. Yes, yes. Yeah, no, you went. Yes, yes, Patriots, yes. No, I I didn't hear you. You you cut out. Because you have a ghetto ass microphone, okay? That's what happens when y'all have ghetto ass microphones. Yeah, she's got them microphones. What is wrong with you? So. Anyways. Patriots. Anyways, so the Patriots, right? There was, in the last decade and a half, two decades, there's been one player that they've had multiple versions of that has pissed me off to the highest level that I have always wanted to say, God, I just want a player like that. And that was either Wes Welker or Edelman. The little bitches that always found a way to get open across the middle and make clutch plays when we had them on like a third down. And who do we have? Yep. Beasley. He is our little Welker Edelman, and we are going to ride him into the playoffs. We are going to ride him into the Super Bowl. And boy, is he fun to watch. And I'm sorry. I love Jerry Hughes. Great play. Great play. But freaking Beasley, it just... he. 
you know, I like Diggs. I think it's great. But I think Beasley's the thing that's like taking us over the top and is going to take us places in the playoffs. Cassie, yeah, it sure I, feels that way. And I, I texted the group because I think it was after the second time that we we got the first down uh, and they had to measure with the chains. And um, at one point in the game, we were like 9 for 12 on third down. And there's a little bit of like that shifty underneath white receiver. But I, I texted to the group like, it must be infuriating playing against this team. Because on top of that, you know we're going for it on fourth, right? Yeah. Like that's that. That's why it was so frustrating playing the Patriots forever. Because like, yeah, you'd stop them one yard short of the sticks on third downs. Like, well, yeah, they're just going to come out and Tom Brady's going to fall forward for six feet, and this drives can stay alive. Point. They could not get us off the field. They kept getting us to third down. We just we'd pick up just enough yardage, just enough yardage, just enough yardage all the way down the field. And we've been on the wrong side of that, especially against the Patriots cast, for so long. So that, long. That I, part of me felt bad for Broncos fans because that watching that from the the opposing fan base's perspective, it's infuriating. But mm. it's I love that we have a, a team that does that to people now. Right. It's what we did for a living. And, and Lars, you, you're, you're, I, you, you saying those things are, are – it's like just like – pulling up a lot of stuff like just thinking about that like all those times when we watch the Patriots and we're like oh it's third and one or oh great oh we stopped him fourth and one great but like fuck you know that they're gonna fucking go for it why wouldn't they right even if we stop them they're gonna score 20 points after this the fact think of the fact that we have that offense like oh mm-hmm. my god it's just like that's emotional like that's almost more than like the AFC East championship to me to know that we have a team like that and Cass so, j- I, I, I love the Beasley pick and Maybe you guys are like me, where, and maybe it's an inferiority complex about being a Bills fan. There's something incredibly satisfying about players having their career highs or, or mm. their career moments when they're part of the Bills. And, mm-hmm. and at least on offensively, right, this year, Josh Allen, of course, you know, is, he's breaking all sorts of records. Cole Beasley is going to have his career, has already had, has already had his yep. career high in yards. He's now at 950 yards. He's going to break 1,000 yards for the season, right? Stephon Diggs has his career high in receptions and and yards with two games to go. Like, and I know that there's a a part of this that's like an inferiority complex that that we've been enduring for the last 30 years, but there's something about it that just makes it so so gratifying. And Cass, like with Beasley, I feel like not only is he – you know, such a valuable contributor for the team, but it's like he loves being here because he's setting his his record highs, and that's just awesome to see. Yeah, you know what else is awesome about that is recruiting for mm-hmm. the future, and you have players that are having their career years here. You got, you know, the word out is on Josh. Everyone loves to play for him, and for so long, you got all these guys saying, "Ah, why would I go to Buffalo? I don't want to go to Buffalo." Ooh, baby, it's starting to become yeah. a little destination for free agents. So well, you guys, hey, I, so we we saw it in Jordan Phillips. He yeah, right. came here. He 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 ate, and then he got paid. He went somewhere True. else. Yes. Yeah, so. Um. And, and I don't mean to be tongue in cheek, but AJ Klein, like AJ Klein, players are going to see AJ Klein. He he was AFC Defensive Player of the Week. He came to Buffalo. Yep. So, so, so far, you guys have we, – we've acknowledged uh, uh, Allen, uh, Beasley, 
a slight nod to Hughes. Is that is that right? Um, yes. The future. Okay. The future. The future. Whatever that means. I'm gonna give. The, the, what what you know, the fuck? I, How are y'all gonna shit on that? Well, we're only shitting on it because of its. I mean, it's like it's like. Hey, let me let me give my very specific Labat Blue Player of the Week to every player that might exist in the future. No, I'm talking about the potential of this team. Y'all know that the Labatt Blue and the Jenny Cromwell have been some esoteric shit in the past. I think Lars gave it to his mom once. I mean, what the fuck? If I can't pick the future of this team, at least it's Bills related. Lars has given it to an announcer like 17 times. <laughs> no, Suge, you're right. Hey, look at my my uh, my MVP. You, you guys obviously took a, a couple of, of obvious ones. That, you know, I mean, I, I don't even know if Diggs needs to be said. I want to give mine a little bit. I'm going to call it the uh, the AFC East clinching season award, or you know, like season award uh, MVP in my mind. And he had another great game today. I think he led the team in tackles. He he may not. If he wasn't first, he was certainly second. And that's the guy who's seemingly just like playing with his heart out on every defensive play. Jordan Poyer. Yeah. And yeah. the guy is the guy is just he's he's flashing all over the field. He's around the ball mm-hmm. all the time. I'm sure it's some combination of what he's being asked to do as well as his ability. But the guy is just everywhere. And you know, I mean, last week he punched the ball out again. This week, I mean, how many times did you see him at the line of scrimmage? Um yeah. and uh and so, you know, he didn't have any like highlight reel plays. But I, I guess you guys took all the obvious names, and so Jordan Poyer, a little bit of a lifetime achievement, if you will, but Jordan Poyer is, is my uh, MVP of today's contest. Love. Hey, Jeff, I, I, I actually think laddering that up one step also to Leslie Frazier. Yep. Mm. The, the way he's got this defense playing going in towards the end of the season, right? Like, you don't want them peaking – September, October, you want them getting this momentum. And that's just what we've seen. All we've seen is momentum from this defense. Every player showing up on a different play, um, them trusting each other, just just the way that they are playing now as compared to where we were eight, ten games ago, it, it's ridiculous. I think Leslie Frazier's done a really good job in getting these players and this team to that place. And these guys just come out to play. They're here for each other. They want to play. They want to have a good time. And I, I think a lot of that is Leslie Frazier. So I know we talk about Dable a lot, but I think Leslie Frazier des- deserves a little bit of a shout out there. Hey, it was yeah, Trey let- White with the strip sack. Yeah. yeah. How about the snowball fight? How about the <laughs> snowball fight as an indi- ind- indicator of how loose and happy this team is? Right, mm-hmm. so you know, y'all gonna. I'm gonna keep picking random shit because my Lebat Blue, <laughs> because y'all yelled at me for a perfectly legit one. But I just think that uh, Cassie, just to kind of think, add on to what you're saying, is this whole team is doing that, right? Our offense would used to be really hot in the first and second quarters, then would fall asleep in the third quarters, right? And then mm-hmm. somebody, one of you guys, put out the stat about what the score has been in mm. the past three games. Yeah. Was it forty-one to something? Yep. Single digits, um, yep. right in the third quarter. And so our offense is now playing a full four quarters. And look what happens when we have a defense that plays like our defense, and our offense plays a full game. We mall people. Our two biggest wins, our two point spread biggest wins, were last game against the Pittsburgh. Steelers and this game right against what's supposed to be a sneaky D, uh, Denver team and so I mean man 
like I, I, as much as I want to keep seeing the Bills wins, I also want them to pack it in and be like, that's it. We're good until the playoffs, right? I don't want anyone hurt, especially with the way this team was going. You know, like here's the end, wild, here's a wild down. thing for you, Suji, and, and maybe you feel the same way. I can distinctly remember, I don't know if it was three years ago or four years ago, when that Bengals play that set, that set the Bills into the playoffs, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. And, and as I know, we were, I was watching the Bills game before that game, of course, and there was like a, just this, a feeling of like tenseness of, you know, of, of hope, of like, of just like, wouldn't it be great? We're yeah. hoping for. When we were watching this game today, don't get me wrong. I'm thrilled. I'm excited. I, 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 like there was a, a complete, from my perspective, a complete expectation that this was going to happen. Like this was yeah. not like a, a hope. A like, wouldn't it be amazing if I can't? You know, this was just like, oh no, no. Like we're going to crush the Broncos, and we are going to win the division, and we're going to move on to the next week. And it was like a complete and and the. And I think for the first time since 1991, it's because this team isn't pretending to be good. This team is just the fucking top three team in the NFL. Yeah, right. easily. I- yeah, I mean, there's no question about that, Jeff. There's no question about that. I mean, none of us like to believe our own hype, right? We all don't yep. want to be the homer. We all don't want to do those things. But at the same time, you watch this team develop. I mean... Do I would I like to play the Titans again? Yeah, I sure would. You know, I want and, the Chiefs. And, and, and am I scared to play the Chiefs again? Hell, fucking no, no, not at all. You know, because that I just said, think that-, that said, that said, I got 17, 20 years worth of PTSD. I'm I'm gonna be a, I'm gonna be a ball of nerves for next week's game Monday night in Foxborough because of all the statements we've made and all the places we planted our flag. To win in Foxborough when they're trying to win on prime time would mean a lot. And I, I just I can't get over the fact that it's tough sledding and there's no team that I hate losing to more than them. Tom Brady or no Tom Brady. I, Lars, I would love to let them beat us when we rested all of our starters, like the only ways we've beaten them in the past. I don't think that's going to happen. Yeah, do, you th- do you think no, that – No, man, Mick. I don't think that's going to no, happen either. I don't, I don't think it's going to happen. Players, I don't think McDermott will do that. No, and if you're one of the players, I was thinking about this the other day, like you actually – I believe like, yeah, of course you want to – like no one wants to get injured, but they don't They don't think that way, right? Um, I mean they want to – I believe that they want to go in there and beat the living shit out of the Patriots because – yeah. No one yeah, likes well, the Patriots. And, and also, it have to, not 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 with like they don't have the baggage that we have of twenty plus years or whatever. They're just like, fuck the Patriots. Like we're gonna go in there and beat their ass just because we don't like them. Well, and also like we're still very much playing for the number two seed. It is a lot less valuable this year than in years past because it doesn't come with a buy. But you still want the highest seed you can get. Yeah. So what like, is, don't uh, don't fuck Lars- around and play games. Get the highest seed you can get. What is what is what is the second seed versus the third seed dude for us? It just gets us on the opposite side of the Chiefs. It means you play a worse team. It means you play the seventh seed versus the sixth seed. And it gets us on the opposite side of the Chiefs. Yeah, and it means you're you're more likely to keep playing at home. And you stay on the opposite side of the Chiefs. Can I just by the way, can can I just give a special little shout out slash MVP? And, And 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 I know this will hit home to Lars, to you. And to me, because of 
what our moms both were, and may, maybe so that there are some other teachers in the mix here. Mm. You know what this season, to me, represents? Mm. Coaching, teaching, yes. development, whatever you want to put, whatever term you want to put on it. Three, two seasons ago, the Bills were historically bad on offense. Yes. And, and the roster has changed, don't get me wrong. The roster has changed. But a lot. The thing that you know, the thing that has changed the most is one individual player whose name is Josh Allen has grown, has developed, has learned, has become you know a better version of himself. And you know what that's because of? It's because of teaching. It's because of coaching. And so you know, somebody said McDermott, Cassie, I think it was you or Bill. Like somebody said Bean, whatever. Like, let's give a shout out to the notion of. Players don't come into the NFL from college as who they are. Let's give a shout-out for a second of the notion of development because I don't know if there has been a player, honestly. I mean, guys, we're biased. But can you think of a player who has progressed more from season one to three than what we've witnessed here? Not a player that makes the kind of impact like a quarterback does. So, anyways, that was an aside. It just felt like, hey, let's mention it. Hey, listen, do you know what it reminds me of, though? I was just, I actually had to look up the movie. Do y'all remember back in the day, Michelle Pfeiffer was the teacher in the ghetto in Dangerous Minds? Yes. Right? I thought you were going to say Wildcats. I was going to say that, or I didn't know if it was, is that one, or if it was the one where there was someone else, like higher learning, but I think that was different. I think that was not even remotely related. But what I'm saying is that she was in a bad neighborhood, it was a bad culture, and it was a bad situation, but she changed the Gangsta's Paradise is is from the soundtrack. She changed the culture. It was actually also 1995. Oh. Oh, shit. That's right. Wow. Oh, shit. Oh shit! Okay, wow. Let me say this. So here's the thing: is that McDermott has changed a culture where it's cool to be in school in Buffalo. Okay, <laughs> it is cool to be in school in Buffalo, and that it's just like the whole thing. It's cool to be a free agent in Buffalo. It's cool to be part of this culture and buy in and do all those things. And the person that's going to walk into the culture, Sammy Watkins or anyone else that doesn't buy into the culture, he's suddenly thrown out like the little gangbanger that was in the fucking thing that was ruining the class for everyone else he got thrown out no no right? more boobies and that's wh- booby dixon's that no. is oh poor booby oh Stop, shots fired don't talk about booby because because booby booby is mentally ill and i'm worried about him and mm. he if he shows one more high school video of him running it's all bad but anyway the point is that like jeff what you're saying is that i just feel like yeah. the culture change has also made it a place that just grows talent guys haven't i been saying for years players gotta play coaches gotta coach yes thank you thank you thank you so last year inexplicably lamar jackson was named the nfl mvp (laughs) Mm -hmm. okay not patrick mahomes Mm -hmm. does that not make josh allen a shoe-in this year because if the MVP of the NFL is anybody not named Patrick Mahomes, who else could it possibly go to? And he may actually be a more valuable player than Patrick Mahomes. Discuss. One of the great because- disappointments. Let me just tell you something from a betting perspective. One of mm. the great disappointments is that Sean McDermott being an 11-1 to 1 Coach of the Year candidate 
as of three days ago is not available on the betting betting platform that we use. Because let me tell you something. Now that the Bills have secured the AFC East, and who else deserves Coach of the Year? And and Lars, I know you're going somewhere else, but but who else deserves Coach of the Year? Who else? I can't name. You know, uh, and, and the coaches. thing is, it's not just for this year. It's not just for this year. It's yeah, just for, for the this entire year, body but... of work. No, no, I know, I know it's just for this year, but the thing is that you have to view this year in the context of what he's done over three years, right? You know, no playoffs versus, you know, two, three playoffs or whatever in three in, playoffs in, in four years. Time, right. And so, I mean, it, it is it is about this year, about how we're just fucking world beaters right this year. But it's not about that. It's about where you came from. Right. And how he brought it here, because last year to this year, last year we made the playoffs this year. We're going to make the playoffs. Right. Like, oh, it's great. And all that other stuff. But. It's it's not it's more than that though right it's about us owning like we snuck into the playoffs twice the first time it was a complete fucking fluke right with Baltimore no, we didn't sneak and, in last year no and we last just, year no last year we we came in legitimately but it was clearly like to get a wild card right like it was not you know right world bleeder like we're one of the best teams that we could contend for a Super Bowl nobody expected that we're gonna it was like hey let's get into the mix and see what happens right this year. If we lose in the first round of the playoffs, guys, I'm just fucking appointed. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Right. Oh, yeah. Which and is why I, you want that two seed. Yeah. No, no, no. That's good. I, I actually didn't know what the implications were. So, so, but I, I agree. I, and in fact, if we lose to anyone other than the Chiefs, I'm disappointed. Sujit. And if we lose to the Chiefs, I'm disappointed because I think that on yeah. any given Sunday, we're as good as them. Suji, right? you know what I love yeah, about I this year? I... Is that. At every single turn this year where the narrative could have been, oh, well, it's, this, it's, it's the Bills, right? Every primetime game, every one of them, we've had three in a row at this point, every single turn where it could have been the same old Bills, we all, you know what we've done? We just come out and whoop some ass. And I don't care yeah. if it's against the 49ers, the Steelers, the Broncos today. I don't care if it's the against the Dolphins, the Jets, the whomever it is. All that we have done at every single turn this year when it's like, oh, oh you know, uh, 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 well, you know, the Bills, you know, I mean, it could be this. All we've done is come out. Yeah, that's all we've done. And, yeah. and, and Lars, you said it. If it wasn't for a Hale Murray, that's 11 and 2. And what are the two games we lost, guys, by the way? We lost two games when Josh Allen's left shoulder was still injured in shitty weather. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah, and, mm-hmm. and we got fucked over by COVID and all that other stuff. That's right, we did. That's right, we did. I mean, yeah, we, we, yeah, we, we whipped the Seahawks' ass. We whipped the Chargers' ass. We whipped the Rams' ass. I mean, all we've been doing is whipping ass. I love it. All right. Yeah. Well, we got to get into wild card. We also have a special Lars, segment should, here that we Lars, promised we, last week. What? One other thing. We should bring up the thing that you've been bringing up a lot, which is our game plan against the Chiefs was nothing like what we've done the entire season. We we're, blitzed, yeah, what, like fifteen percent versus thirty percent, right? So Lars has multiple times brought up the point that we were holding something back against the Chiefs. There was something that we were hiding against the Chiefs, and, and that was not the game plan that we will we will put against the Chiefs next time around. Absolutely and they always, they always say that Belichick is playing chess while everyone else is playing checkers. 
I think McDermott during that game was holding some things back and he's going to come out ready to play chess against the Kansas City Checkers. If we're fortunate enough to play them, they're going to lose in the playoffs before we do. Yep. We have scored less than 24 points one time this season. Awesome. And that's Jesus. when we kicked and that's when we kicked six field goals against the Jets, by the way. That's the game that we won 18 to 10 over the Jets. That is the only game this entire season in which we have scored less than 24 points. Other than the Chiefs and Titans. Sure. <laughs> sorry. 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 Yeah, okay. It's that box okay. score again. Uh, All right, let's move on. Let's move on. I was looking at winning games. Let's move on. Let's move on. Well, we previewed it last week. The... Uh, Bills said a uh, came around 25 years since we won the AFC East, but it's been 15 years, almost exactly, since we played the Denver Broncos on a Saturday. And I can't remember if we've talked about this day on the podcast or not. I can't imagine that we haven't. But since we are here practically on the anniversary, it was it was December 17th. That's all I'm going to look at because there are certain things about this game that I remember and I don't want to totally give it away for myself. But that was a Saturday night game. Yes. And, and it was 2005. So Jeff Day and I were of the ripe old age of 21. We were seniors in college. So I'll go ahead and set the table for you because it didn't start right away. And Jeff, you'll have to remind me here, but I'm pretty sure what we did, we drove straight from Bucknell to your parents' house. Correct. We left we left first semester of senior year and went and went to your parents' house to start partying the next night at a Bills game, okay? So already, put yourself in that frame of mind. Seniors in college just wrapped up your fall semester, you're 21. Earlier that week, our beloved Bucknell Bison played their first home game since upsetting the Kansas Jayhawks the season prior in the NCAA tournament. So the Soika Pavilion was packed to the gills during finals week. The place was going bananas against... At the time, number two nationally ranked Villanova, coached by Bucknell grad Jay Wright, who was coming over, shaking hands with the students. It was a lot of fun. And we pulled it within one with like 18 minutes to go in the second half. And I, and I honestly, there I have been in loud sports venues before. That was probably the loudest sports venue I have ever been in in my life. The place was going bananas. And three or four short days later, Jeff and I were tooling on up to, or, to Orchard Park with a couple of our with a couple of our Bucknell buddies ready to go see a Saturday night game. Now, Jeff, one detail that you may have forgotten that I remember vividly. On Friday night, we were hanging out in your basement. I think that's actually the first time I met Manzel. We were hanging out, and your dad came down. And your dad's – and we, we, don't use, we don't use real names here. So we'll, we'll, say that this, we'll say that this gentleman's name was Spaniard. He's like, okay, yeah. which one of you is Spaniard? And he's like, oh, that's me. Spaniard was going to fly back to – Denver, because he was with us because he's a Broncos fan. He was one of my fraternity brothers. We drove up. He was going to fly back to Denver on Sunday morning. 
Yep. And Jeff's dad was going to take him to the airport. Jeff's dad, in no uncertain terms, told him, I am not coming down here to wake you up. You have got to be up and ready to go to the airport because it's going to be early and you got to get going. Sure. Sure thing. I don't remember, Jeff, if we went to Barbell that night. I think we just had pizza and wings at your place. But we rolled up to, at the time, Ralph Wilson Stadium no later than 10 a.m. For a prime time game. And of course, nice. you knew the family that lived across from the stadium. Yep. So we were in their backyard to start for free. Backward shout out. And I vividly remember the first thing we did, just killed a bottle of Jack Daniels. <laughs> and then she says Because you went to high school with the girl working the the Budweiser tent, we got VIP passes to go <laughs> and drink as many buddies as we could get our hands on. And if you don't remember the buddy, it's because they only lasted for about five months tops. It was like the precursor to like the four loco and all of the alcoholic energy drinks, which every company has since gone like, yeah, not in America. We're not, we can't say you got to go to Mexico to get that shit nowadays. But Budweiser was one of the first out of the gates with that. And they were giving them away like candy and we drank them and we blacked out. And I remember our seats were in like the fourth row in like the corner of the end zone. And I remember Mold scoring a touchdown like on the opposite side of the field. We couldn't see shit. The guys behind us were yelling at us because they were being negative and we kept turning around and be like, "Hey man, like come on, we're here to party. Like let's go Bills. Like stop being a negative Nancy." At some point in the evening, the lights just went out. And the, and what I remember coming to, I'm going to look at the score so it was 28-17. I want to believe that the Bills scored late in this one because it was over. It was over. Yes. Yes. So the, the stadium was, was clearing out. Yes. And we were standing on, standing on the seats that your parents have their season tickets at, which is like 20th row, like yeah. 20th, 25th row, like 40, 50, like yeah. good premium seats. Like they're not in like the wild child section of the stadium where we had just come from, where we had just spent the last 14 hours of our lives. We were standing on the seats smoking cigarettes in the stadium. <laughs> there was a weird, like, three-month period of my life where I smoked cigarettes, and apparently on that night was one of them in the middle of the stadium because that's just the headspace we were in. So we left, and we went to a bar because why not? Because why not? We've been drinking for 13 hours. Let's just keep – and we ordered – and I remember. I remember going and paying for them um, shots of Jack Daniels several <laughs> times. <laughs> Because I think we came to realize that the bartender had the hots for one of our buddies and then was giving us free shots of Jack. (laughs) And then a snowstorm started. Now, thank God you live in Orchard Park, not Williamsville, and we didn't have a 30-mile drive. Uh, Somehow, in the days before Ubers and Lyfts, and honestly, we were coming from Lewisburg, PA, so we didn't really know much about taxis either. We made it back to your house. We won't offer any of the details of that car ride. In a snowstorm... So we get back to Jeff's house, and Jeff says, you know what? Mike Malarkey is my parents' neighbor. Let's go go pay his house a visit. So we're like, yeah, yeah, fuck Mike Malarkey. So we follow Jeff down the road to this poor guy's house. We're like, we're going to pee on Mike Malarkey's house. It's a snowstorm. It's probably like 20 degrees outside. And at this point, it was at least Jeff and I and one other guy. And we stood there um, just 
you know, as nature intended, waiting for pee to come for probably a solid two minutes. I remember standing in silent, waiting, just waiting <laughs> in the freezing cold, just waiting, waiting for it to come. And it finally came. We did our business. Um, the next morning when I got back to Erie, I popped my trunk. There was two giant wreaths in my trunk, which apparently we helped ourselves to from the front of this guy's house as well. So um, the real kicker there was, remember, folks, this was in a snowstorm. So if they wanted to figure out who did it, all they would have had to do was follow the footprints back to their neighbor's house <laughs> right up the street to to the day residence. Okay. So we mentioned Spaniard, the gentleman who was meant to wake up and catch his flight, was not going to be woken up the following morning by Jeff's dad. No, he had to be dragged off the couch in the basement to get to the airport. Now, I've, I, he was one of my fraternity brothers. I've never not seen this guy in his glasses. He left his glasses and both of his bags at Jeff's house. I have no idea how he managed to navigate an airport and get home without being able to see. But he did somehow. He was texting me like the entire way back. I didn't get him until hours later when I woke. Um, and then the, a nice little button on this story is that so we said goodbye. It was the start of the winter break. And then about a month later, when <laughs> classes had started up again, I run into Jeff on the quad. Oh, hey, how's it going? Man? Good. Yeah, how was the rest of your break? It was great. Yeah, yeah, okay, cool. Yeah, I get into class. Yeah, me too. Hey, yo, real quick. Yeah, what's up, Jeff? That guy's house we went to? Yeah, what about it? Yeah, not Mike Malarkey's house. Just some <laughs> random guy. <laughs> Just... Just some random guy <laughs> that my parents are friends with. Now, Jeff, am I missing anything? No, I think you captured it. I think you captured it. Sorry, Mom. Uh, that's breaking news right there. <laughs> Sorry, Mom. <laughs> I, I, do, I do think, if I'm not mistaken, my, Mike Malarkey was the house right next door. I just got. I was, I was. I was. I was. I was one house off. If not mistaken, I was. I was one house off, and so that's pretty damn close for drinking for all day. Quick question so, for you: Does I mean, the, the I, person wait the person whose house you peed on? Do they still live next to your mom? This is a few. Home, this is a few houses down. It's like yeah, down do, the road. Yeah, yeah. But do I remember they it was know, like into the woods. Do yeah. they still live there? Like you know. Because I don't know. I don't know. I feel they like your were, mom's gonna like make a, a trip over there and bring him like a cake. Yeah, yeah. That's exa- when I was I was prepping this with Jackie, and she was telling me what I I was and wasn't allowed to discuss from this story. She did say that we have an obligation now to make it right to those people whose house yeah. we, yeah, um, we uh, you know, peed and, on. And I, I I do have to say, Lars, I also attended that game, mm-hmm. and my family rented an RV. Yes. So we were in the RV parking lot, <laughs> which tailgating starts Thursday before the game, Oof. right? The game was yeah. on Saturday. Wow. Like, we, I got in Friday. Night. I mean, it was just a pure party. And I will say my brother now has a nickname called Smurf. Oh. That he got because of that game. Mm. So we're partying crazy tailgate i mean bills fans just uh, we're drinking you're we're, we're at three rvs down there's live music playing it's just a party my brother disappears for about an hour hour and a half pregame he comes back and is like like cannot cannot put words together into a sentence and my mom's like, we have to go to the game. Jeff, what are you doing? Blah, blah, blah. And she's just up in arms. And sure enough, we left my brother on the floor of the RV with a pot next to him. 
his ticket tucked into his jacket and said, we're going to the game. My brother, who had a lifelong goal of going to the RV lot, did not even make it into Whoops. the game. Oh, he stayed on. He didn't. He, I mean, he couldn't like not even for the second half. Oh, no. He like he couldn't even like put words into sentences. He had no idea where he was. And then the best part, and I mentioned this just so everyone knows. They cut off beer sales, like, in the first quarter. That's yeah. how drunk all of the stadium really? was. Like, the the, enti- the stadium was like, oh, shit. Like, these people are annihilated. We cannot serve them any more alcohol. And they cut off beer sales, like, like maybe five minutes into the first quarter. I mean, so it con- was just bedlam. So to contextualize it a little bit here. So in 2005, there was a little bit of hope. Because 2004 was the 9-7 and win-and-in game against the Steelers. And, oh, yeah. I was uh, at that one. We, yep. Yeah, so was I. I was there, too. Yep. And, um, and in 2005 was JP's first year. And I, I think Holcomb started this game. But this game, this, they finished the season 5-11, and 11, I think, which is one of the worst, like, they always say how bad the Bills have been. Like, no, we're mostly six and ten, seven and nine when we're bad. Like five and eleven's bad. It was bad for the Bills, and that was that was their fifth straight loss. So there was, you know, they were four and five coming after the bye. I'm looking at the at the schedule now. It's like there was that little bit of hope. There was a little bit of holdover from 2004, and then the wheels just came off, and it was clear that Malarkey wasn't going to be back. And so, yes, Cass, like that stadium was, like, on a razor's edge the whole night. And it was just the beginning of the drought. Like, we hadn't really – we hadn't been totally broken yet. And, I mean, what were they thinking? An 8.36 start on a Saturday night? In Buffalo in December? Like, what? <laughs> I mean, it was just a perfect and, – and just, you know, looking back and some of the stuff. So, Cass, you said about your brother – Music festivals, bachelor weekends, tailgating. There's always that one guy or girl who disappears for like two hours. Yep. And where did you go? Oh, I don't want to talk about it. And they never really ever – you never really get them to tell the story, but they always just end up disappearing, and you don't know who or what they got into. You know, the amount of of Jack Daniels that we consumed that day, I mean, it's unfair. Fathomable now to me. So it's nice to have had and to have survived, like, and to have survived these experiences. But but looking back and and it just kind of goes to show how old we are and just how long this whole Bills fiasco has been swirling in our lives. It is hard to imagine putting together the amount of hours and the amount of effort that went into a unforgettable night. Yeah, mm. quite a night. I, and here we are, quite Yo. a night. And here we are, FaceTiming away to celebrate the AFC East Championship for the first time in 25 Jeez. years. Mm. I mean, FaceTime didn't exist. <laughs> Thanks, Sage. We are that old. Yes. <laughs> okay, y'all, you know, you guys sit here talking about, like, you're at that stage where you're like, man, I remember we used to do those things, right? Where And it's like, oh, we could never do that shit again. I remember back when I was like you talking about, oh, we could do never do that shit again. Right, like because now I'm so old that I'm just like, if I tried that shit, I would die. 
right? Like, I, I mean, like it's kind so, of, oh, yeah, it's not, it's not like, shit, oh, I, I, I couldn't, I couldn't function for two, three days. I can, like, I'm gonna fucking die if I do that shit again, right? Where you start off the night drinking a fucking bottle of Jack, and then just for good measure at the end of the night, drink another bottle of Jack, and in between, yeah. you just drink energy drinks and fucking shit tons of beer and and all that like yeah i remember that. i remember that shit just throw 20s. some nicotine in there for good yeah, measure throw some nicotine i know Dude, i would I be projectile your, vomiting Lars, all over erie county <laughs> so and all that stuff and then you remember the third you're like man remember we used to fucking hit like that like man but y'all still y'all still do some stuff nowadays i'm like if i have three fucking beers <laughs> i swear to god i'm gonna die <laughs> I'll still have three beers every night, though. Okay, like that's my. I'm. I still. I'm still holding it to the edge. But hey, listen. Do you this really? It's crazy, guys. It's nineteen. You have what? three beers every night. No, of course I don't, oh. Bill. I wish I did. Hey, let me ask. But what's you guys funny is, dude, I don't know for sure. Like, I don't. I don't remember. Oh, I, well, I do know for sure, but I don't remember. But I know for sure we definitely had beers again once we got back to Jeff's house that night. Like we like. We we tied at least one or two on just for just that's for good the, measure. That's the thing. There is no limit at that age. At that age, there is no limit. You just keep going, and then yeah, you feel like shit tomorrow. But it's like it's all good. You're just gonna go to go to McDonald's, get some fucking like egg yeah. muffins, and, and 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 drink some water, and then you're gonna have a beer at like two in the afternoon. And you're gonna be good to go, right? I, I now, just got. It's like what? I got an important question here, guys. Yes. Uh oh. Oh, are you gonna go to the game? All right. No. Yeah. 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 Bill. I mean. Yeah. Yeah, mind meld over here. I mean, yes. I'm just saying we got Lars who lives in Pennsylvania. We got Cassie who's halftime in Chicago, halftime in Colorado. We got Sujit who's uh, in the suburbs of Chicago. Billy Boy in Milwaukee. We will be hosting a home playoff game in, uh, what is that, four weeks? Three uh, four. We will be hosting a, a home playoff game. And the decision will be made in the next couple weeks – uh, whether or not there will be fans allowed. Maximum, we know, 20% capacity, right? We just know that. Mm-hmm. Let's let's assume for one second, let's just make an assumption, they're going to allow seven to 10,000 fans into that stadium. Are you guys trying to get tickets? Hell to the no. And let me tell you why, okay? <laughs> first of all, I might have my first vaccine shot. I will not have my second vaccine shot. I know Cassie's... Uh, arguably good. She's more than three months out from her from her COVID infection, so you know it's questionable. But still, at least she's better than y'all three motherfuckers that have been unexposed and potentially carriers of the disease. And I'll have I'll have one vaccine shot by them, but I probably won't have two. And the thing is, is that it's one thing. It's like, oh great, there's only twenty percent capacity. But do you really think that all of us are gonna sit together and watch a game and not be fucking <laughs> hugging? Kissing. I told Cassie I was all going to make out with her at some point. Oh, yeah. We're all making out with Cassie. <laughs> right. I mean, Cassie's going to make out with everybody. It's like just fucking crazy, right? Cassie's going to be pregnant like three times. She didn't want to have kids, okay? <laughs> like it's. But but the point is that there goes that there's plan. no way I can't wait I can't wait I can't do no social distancing amongst amongst Bills fans after a fucking playoff win. So like I just need to, I need to cut that shit off of the mark. But y'all should go. I I will entertain I will entertain some level of plans making. Okay. Yes, I will. Uh, <laughs> I will. Uh, I'll, I'll be there. I will talk to Carrie. I will present your plans to my wife, and we'll see what yeah. happens. Cassie, Cassie. 
So I, I've, been a fa- I've actually had this conversation. So we will – I don't know when we're planning on leaving Colorado. Um, we'll probably be here. But we did talk about the Super Bowl with my parents. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. I've already – I got two shots at the Super Bowl. I got two talk. shots at the Super Bowl. <laughs> and the Bills are in the Super Bowl. We're flying back to Buffalo. Oh, we're I'm all going, going to Tampa Buffalo. Bay, baby. Uh, really? Uh, let's I, go to, no, let's do it together, baby. Okay. Let's do it together. I, I've Jeff, I've been to a Super Bowl. It's it's cool. The 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 fans aren't the the fans. They aren't the real fans. And also, I'm sorry, I'm not spelling, spending twelve thousand five hundred dollars on a ticket. And if the Bills lose, I will. Yeah, yeah, right. I will 12, lose. 000. Yeah, like I, I mean, I would assume because you got to think that the capacity is going to be so far down. Yeah. yeah. So the the price is I mean the price is probably averages like four or five G's. I mean you gotta put a multiplier on top of that. Yeah. So uh, I, I'm going back to Buffalo. I'm gonna get hypothermia. I'm gonna be outside. I mean I I'm gonna be hugging everyone. Like Suji, I'm right there with you. I'll be in Buffalo. Just well, fuck that. Let's all go to the station. Let's just let's yeah, buy I was the entire that too. Let's, I was, let's, I was let's, thinking let's, that too. Let's take our money. And tell Ben that he's not allowed to invite anyone but us to the station. Yes. Mm-hmm. It's just uh, going to be. A, let's I, buy out the fucking bar. No, Suja, I I, th- I thought that. I, I genuinely, I I genuinely thought that. I thought that I, we we if we were in the Super Bowl, I think Ben would open it up for us. Oh, he would. He would. But we'd have to figure out a way to do we'll it. Just so buy like, it out. If we could have less than twenty people there. Oh right? no. And, b- Ben Ben would be like fuck it I'll take what fine they're gonna give me a thousand dollar fine he'll make twelve times more than that times that for a fine there I know but with our luck the police will raid the bitch at like <laughs> like at with three minutes left in the fourth quarter and then we'll have another story to tell in fifteen years when we play the Broncos <laughs> on a Saturday again <laughs> all right let's leave it at that what a, what a night what a team what a season we're we'll be coming again another late night. <laughs> In a week and a half against the Patriots, this is really doing doing a number on my desire to get up and get going in the morning. Uh, thank God I don't no, have to commute how, anymore. Just as, as a side, it's Saturday night in Buffalo. Like this, just would have been fucking insane. Like fuck you, COVID. Fuck yeah. Fuck, fuck I, I, I mean, that that's the third time that's come up on this podcast, right? Is- but at the same time, God bless it, guys. You know, like the thing is, the reason that at the end of the day. We're happy, even though we don't get to go out into Buffalo or Chicago or whatever and party, yep. even though we don't get to hug each other and do all those other things. Like, as much as it would have been awesome to do that, like, we're real Bills fans, right? We are here for the Bills. We are here to be on this journey and to watch all these amazing things happen with our Buffalo Bills. And, mm. my God, how, how fortunate we are to have lived this life, to have been at the lowest of the low and to have been at the mm. highest of the high, right? Let's just – let's. Uh, God bless us. Like God bless I the mean, Buffalo Bills. We we said it. At, we said it right after the draft. We're definitely winning the with the weird Super Bowl. So buckle up, Bills <laughs> yeah, fans. Yeah. It's gonna get. It's gonna get even weirder. Let's go, go Bills. Up. Bills make me wanna Shout.